Listening to Onward with William McCarthy live from Red Hook, New York City. Ladies and gentlemen, I understand there's a heat wave going on in Europe, and there's a heat wave going on here, baby. It's burning up. It's an inferno, a disco inferno. I'm looking outside, I've got the air conditioner going, or as my British friends would say, aircon. Sky has no clouds in it looking a-okay i just went and had a breakfast burrito at the nearby deli and it cost me eleven dollars did it come with chips and salsa no my friends it's my jack kennedy impression i say no did it come with napkins i say no ask not what your taqueria can do for you but what you can do for your Takaria. That actually sounded like Pat Morita at the end from Karate Kid. Mr. Miyagi. Um, Alright. So I'm sitting here with the, uh, with the lovely Bridget. She looking at multiple screens, just getting some, just getting some work done here. Um, there's some lonely papaya sitting in a bowl. And by it lonely, I mean it looks like a washed up sea lion that sat it was battered by waves on the beach that's some ugly papaya girl papaya is weird can we talk about that that's a mango okay shuts off to the mangoes that mango looks all caps w e i r d um okay guys let's talk about some stuff i'm leaving in 2 days and I'm leaving to a faraway land called Seattle, a.k.a. the Emerald City. Actually, pretty excited to go there. A friend of mine's name is John Richards. Um, he's a DJ on KEXP. Sorry, a little sip of water there. I'm going to give John a plug he didn't even ask for. There is Life on Mars... Seattle is the name of his new bar. Him and Amy were very instrumental in getting my second band, Augustine's, going. They were huge. Uh, they were huge supporters of Pela, and John is doing something away from the station, and he's running a bar, which is amazing. I'm really happy for him. And I'd like to also tip my hat to Amy, Amy Lindsay Richards. His wife is a good friend of ours. She just became a doctor. She was talking about becoming a doctor and she finished medical school and now she's a doctor. <clears throat> uh, so, hey guys, onward and upwards. Well, I'm leaving in two days to go to Seattle. I will be gone 16 days. And that is 16 days. I don't want to be gone from this beautiful lady, but the truth is, the roads are calling. When you're a road dog, that old dusty trail starts howling in your name. You get your boots on, you get on the road... And you try to get that burrito out of your head that was 80% rice. Looked like a giant sushi roll. I'm going to track that guy down. 
How much money do you need, man? Huh? It's me in the bushes. An $11 burrito. An $11? You don't think that's crazy? If you go to Chipotle, which is the corporate burrito place, this, they're $7.99. Yes, they are. Look on. All right, go ahead. Give us a webinar. I can't wait to hear this. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, stand back. This is going to get ugly. How much is a burrito at Chipotle? Okay, we're waiting. Doom, 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 Burrito with chicken. Eight ninety five. Steak nine ninety five. Barbacoa nine ninety five. Carnitas nine forty five. And Bill just spent ten eighty two on a hockey puck sausage that was half rice. Tax and without anything on it. You asked for guac? No, I didn't have guac. It's amazing. This woman should be like a filibuster and work in, in like Supreme Court or like just be a diplomat and try to talk people down from a ledge because whenever I'm right about something like this in New York City, she has all these diplomatic, like, well, you, well, that's not true. Yours was 1082, but a normal burrito at Chipotle with guacamole is near the $10 mark, which is true. Which, When we go to California, we get well. I always get bean and cheese. That's my favorite. Those are always like four, four, four ninety-nine. Breakfast burritos are not Breakf- bean and cheese. They have like ham or sausage. Or I'm gonna get. I'll throw it for. I'm gonna say seven bucks, tops with chips and a little tiny salsa. Like looks like a thimble. Ladies and gentlemen, I've gone off the rails here, but I'm trying to change this podcast into not only. Uh, something that is a platform for me to talk about creativity, but also just some entertainment. Hey, you might be in your commute. You might be on that treadmill right now. You might be cooking in your kitchen. You might be sitting there with your loved one. You might be love. You might you might be making love. That's creepy. That's creepy. <laughs> you might be on the toilet. You might be making love on the toilet. You can't stop. There's no brakes on this thing. I'm just going off a cliff. One of the weirder episodes in recent memory. Okay, I'm leaving. I'm going to Seattle, okay? From Seattle, I'm going to Los Angeles. Thank you very much, Americans. I'm going to, I'm going to Los Angeles. Then I'm going to San Diego. And then after San Diego, then it's time, guys. I'm doing photos. My fellow Americans, I'm going to be doing some photos in a little place called New Orleans, or as the locals call it, NOLA. Now, what's the first thing of you, the first thing that you think of when you think of New Orleans? I think of Louis Armstrong, and I think of Mardi Gras, and I think of the Mississippi, and I think of Hurricane Katrina. I was bartending when Katrina happened. I was behind the bar with a girl from New Orleans, name her name was Heather, and she's from New Orleans. We we're bartending on the same shift, and I was actually really sad to watch this girl look at the screen and watch. They got like the Doppler radar, you know how they have on weather channels, sort of like encircling poor New Orleans 
Uh, but yeah, that was a that was a tough time. That was a weird Bush. That was in the Bush era. I was in the band Pela. It was just a weird <clears throat> backhand from the United States government to its people, not sending help and so on. But here we are, 15 years onward. Wow, that was a long time ago. I'm going to New Orleans, and the reason I'm going there, guys, is I'm going to be filming. So the new record's coming out, and it's time to take some photos and do some video stuff. So I thought, after my 3,000-mile bike journey, that the South is a perfect place for me. Although I think this weather's not going to really work out for me right now, since it feels like a St. Bernard's nutsack. I'm probably going to go suffer on the streets trying to look like I'm being natural wearing my clothes. <laughs> Try to act normal. Hey, why do you have sweat rings? Are you a coal miner? No. Are you digging in the center of the earth? No. Um, are you laying tracks of the railroad in California in the 1890s? No. Okay. What are you doing? I'm doing. <clears throat> I'm doing a photo shoot. <laughs> oh my god, that's so dark. That's gonna happen. Anyways, I did it to myself. What else can I tell you? I woke up and heard a mix today. The mixing engineer, um, the mastering engineer, sorry, uh, sends me mixes every day of a new song because that's how we're doing it. We're going song day by day, which is why it feels painfully slow. But he sent me a song today, and I wanted to go back to sleep and hide from the world because it was not good. And when you hear a song that's not good, this is a weird thing about being your own label and your own everything. When you hire a horn section, you're hiring them for like, what, I don't know how much it costs to hire horn guys. I do know how much it costs. It's hundreds of dollars. It sucks. Some people charge $1,000 a day. Um, horn, these horn guys did it, but it was very, very important. I got the mix back, and the freaking horns were too low, and they were, had too much reverb on them, and you couldn't even tell they were horns. So it's like, what's the point, man? If hiring horn guys if you're gonna roll out and smoke too much weed and start mixing and mastering and uh, it comes back sounding like Enya <laughs> sorry man but I'm just saying so I'm going away for 16 days I'm coming back it's Bridgette's grandmother's 100th birthday party which is crazy so um, I'm going yeah so Seattle playing then I'm doing Los Angeles, then I'm doing San Diego. Seattle's sold out at the moment. Um, people want to come to the L.A. show. I think there's a few tickets left. And then after that, New Orleans and um, Bridgette's grandmother's 100th birthday. Now, what do you do on a 100th birthday? What do you do on a 100th birthday? What do you, what do you get for somebody on their 100th birthday? A Bridgette said swing dance. It was her vision to like for us to take swing dance classes and to do the jitterbug for, for grandma, which I'm not opposed to. Probably not the weather for it, but somehow I got out of it. Um, I thought it was a great idea, but I thought that getting her some whiskey would be smart. But not just any whiskey, Suntory Japanese whiskey. Did anybody believe me when I said that? Okay. Um, yeah, what do you get for somebody that's 100 years old? I don't know, man. I don't know. What do you, wouldn't that be awkward? Like, Bridget, are they going to be opening up gifts and stuff? No, there's no gifts. There's no gifts. She's 100. Well, people, when they're 100... 
I don't know. How about a bit? Just ten kids. Fifty grandkids. Fifty grandkids. And twenty great grandkids. Twenty great grandkids. How about a bathing suit? How about a bathing suit? Okay, you made it weird, not me. He likes to dance. She has fifty grandkids and a hundred and fifty great grandkids. Twenty. Oh, sorry. So that's seventy. Plus, how many kids? Ten kids. Woof. 80 humans came from this woman. <laughs> Holy smokes. Plus all their spouses and all the in-laws. All the in-laws. They all spawned off of... Man, my fellow Americans, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Si se puede. Si se puede. Now, if you think you can't go out and, and touch the world in your own way, look at... Kitty. Kitty. Look at Kitty Charbonneau. She's 100 years old. 150 people came from her. In one way or another. And look at me. I'm from Santa Cruz, California. I'm, in, I'm up, like, upstate partying with her. She touched the world. Damn, that's a lot of kids. Ten. Oh, my God. I don't think I've even had ten root canals. Ten humans came out of this poor, poor, God, her birth canal. That must have been like, here we go, number seven. Oh, God, poor thing. But, I mean, it was, she was, um... A wartime wife, and she was looking out. I'm sorry, looking after the the home while her her man was away. Um, Bridget's grandfather was on a half track in World War Two, and a half track is those trucks that are part truck, part tank. Um, and she was absolutely beautiful. It's funny, Bridget looks a lot like her, a lot like her, and um, her grandmother. Kitty was is actually Croatian, which is cool. Not from Croatia, but Croatian American. And God, those dresses are pretty. You know, you could point at a beautiful painting, and I'd say that's great. But something about the 1940s dresses. In my mind, I have this vision of a 1940s woman with her hair back, and the, the way they had it. The Bretts, like hanging, hanging laundry on a cable and one of those pretty 1940s dresses. That's romantic to me. That's a romantic thought. No gender norms. No this or that. No nothing. Just pure Americana out there in a farmland hanging laundry on a cable. What's more beautiful than that? Um, certainly not the breakfast burrito I had. So that's what's going on, guys. I'm cruising along. I'm feeling good. Again, um, the song I got today wasn't great. Uh, album art is looking good, and we are going to have some new merch. Don't tell anybody at the pop-up shows coming up. And for those uh, who didn't know, I'm playing in Scotland on September 7th at the Outwith, Hus uh, Outwith Festival. And I want to say Dunfernline, 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 that's probably how they pronounce it. But I'm also going to play a little sneaky show in Leith. Now, if anybody happened to be at the Leith show at the Dockers Association in Leith, Edinburgh, I played my heart out. And as uh, local lore would have it, that's the place that Scott Hutchinson actually would go and play shows when he was starting out. And when you go there, it's crazy. It's like... It's like everyone's elderly, 
and it's a dock workers association. So it's like them and their wives, people are drinking champagne and stuff, and it's all these old people and they have cover bands and stuff. But it's it kind of looks like a casino. Very interesting place to play. Um, is there anything... All right, so is there anything more beautiful than a 1940s dress and the wind blowing on a peaceful, windswept hillside and hanging laundry? Is there any place funnier than an elderly crew? Like an elderly gathering? Everyone drunk in Scotland? and Leith, Scotland. <laughs> it was amazing. Um... Guys, I might have gone on a little too long with this one. I stand corrected. That was not papaya. That was a mango. I have to tell anybody. I'm going to go ahead and and drop some names here. Eric had one of these things forever. And um, guys, I want to talk to you today about the soda stream. The soda stream I'm personally addicted to sparkling water, or as they say in, in Spain, agua con gas, or in Italy, aqua con gas, um, or I think it's just aqua. Anyways, this is amazing. It was imparted to me by an onwarder named Arturo. He gave it to me as a parting gift. It was his. And now I can pour water and just put it up there and in six seconds, it turns into soda water. This makes me happy. Um, okay, guys. Do not laugh when you see my New Orleans pictures. And um, when you hear horn players on my record, know that I fought for them to be heard. You've been listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from Brooklyn, New York. Stay cool, everyone. I love y'all. Far off.